<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. A man accused of torturing his mother-in-law and killing her. How his wife sounded the alarm to police, but there are still a lot of questions. I've covered a lot of crime stories over the years, many of them here at Law and Crime, and it always gets me thinking about how important it is that we all stay safe. Palm Pepper Spray can help you do just that. It's a small but mighty self-defense tool. Palm Pepper Spray shoots up to 12 feet using the strongest legal form of pepper spray available on the market. It's safe and easy. You just point and spray. And if you want to try it, you can get 10% off. Just log on to palmpepperspray.com. Put in the promo code LAWCRIME10, and remember, if you or anyone else is ever in danger, just dial 911. A grandmother tortured to death as her daughter and grandchildren stood outside of their home. Police found the body of Lourdes Ramos Baez in a home in Dover, Pennsylvania, on Tuesday. When officers arrived, they found this man, William Gautier, standing outside of his house. His wife and children were standing behind him. Gautier's wife, according to police, mouthed the words, help me, and said her mother needed help. Police say Gautier became violent with the officers, spit on them, and broke a squad car window. Once inside the home, police say Baez's body was hidden under clothes. There was duct tape around her eyes, and she'd been stabbed in the back. Her Achilles tendon was also severed. The wife told police she awoke earlier that morning to the sound of her mother and husband screaming. She said she was told to go outside with the children and that her husband was in the home fixing things with Clorox. Dr. Chloe Carmichael is here with me. She's a clinical psychologist and also the author of the book, Nervous Energy, Harness the Power of Your Anxiety. Dr. Carmichael, welcome to Sidebar. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Dr. Carmichael, there are a lot of questions that I have about this case. Uh, the first being how the wife of William Gautier, uh, her mother is inside the house with her husband, who she described as going ballistic. And then she goes outside for several hours as things are unfolding in the home. Can you explain to me your analysis of that? I know you haven't examined the wife, but you certainly know things about trauma and things like that. Right. As you said, obviously, I've never examined her. So all I can do is speculate from afar. But I also noticed in the report that apparently he had told her the night before that he had a plan to kill the mother and to take all of the money. So I was a little puzzled as to why she wouldn't take any kind of action when a threat was made upon the life of her mother. And then when the assault began, 
that she gathered her children, apparently according to the reporting, and went outside and I believe waited was the word that was used. I'm not mm -hmm. sure who called the police, but it doesn't sound like she went outside with the children, began screaming and trying to get help. So there's a passivity in her role that I think some people might try to attribute to saying, well, perhaps she was a battered woman herself and this led to a passivity on her part. But there's actually a lot of conversation in the psychology community around whether that's actually an empowering attitude to take towards victims to suggest that she, for whatever circumstances, wouldn't have been able to summon the you know personal assertiveness to be able to stand up and you know call her call for help if she was able to gather her children and get out of the home why wouldn't she go a step further and try to get help for her mother i don't know it's a confusing situation worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's very confusing to me and, you know, the wife is telling police that the husband is basically losing it. I, I don't know if they suspect maybe that drugs are involved here. Obviously, maybe some mental health issues. But he he's accused of torturing his mother-in-law. I mean, her, her Achilles tendon was cut. Her, there was duct tape around her eyes. You know, there was salt poured, poured all over her body. She was found underneath piles of clothes. She had been repeatedly stabbed in the back with scissors. The details of this case are absolutely horrifying. I agree. And moreover, he then apparently was there, you know, with Clorox trying to, quote, fix it, which, you know, to me as a psychologist, again, really suggests that he had actually a quite strong awareness of the difference between right and wrong. That, that he had an awareness that this was something on some level that he would even attempt to, quote, cover up. Moreover, again, the night before, he indicated not only a plan, so he has the ability to form a coherent, future-oriented thought, but he also indicated a reason, which was to take all of the money, according, again, just two reports. So I think that you can throw the mental health defense around just about anywhere, and attribute almost anything to, you know, a mental health problem. But again, I actually think that does a disservice to people who have mental health disorders to suggest that having a mental health disorder necessarily equates to this type of behavior. A mentally ill person can also be a really bad person who's quite capable of committing horrible crimes that don't necessarily have anything to do with a mental illness. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm pretty, as you said, disgusted and horrified and I'm definitely, as a psychologist, noticing the elements of forethought, motivation, attempt to cover up, all of which suggests a certain level of mental coherency. That's how I often think about it. If, if you're so mentally ill that you don't know right from wrong, you're probably just going to be like, yeah, I did this. And, you know, you're just not going to be taking steps to clean it up. I, I could be wrong about that, but that's 
kind of how it, it seems in cases I've covered in the past. One of the things that's so stunning to me, I, I kind of wonder if the wife was in just sheer terror. The wife and the children are outside. They're, they're kind of just standing there. The wife, though, has the ability to say, help me, or mouth the words, help me, as the police are there. And so she's signaling to them that certainly something is terribly wrong. So she she had that ability to do that. Does that say to you the fact that she's not just saying, oh my God, help me, my husband is losing his mind and going crazy. Does it show you or tell you that maybe she is so fearful of him that she has to actually mouth the words, help me? Well, that's when he was standing there in her presence, right? So I don't understand if she's able to put her mouth to form the words, help me. Why couldn't she have formed her mouth to say, help me, my mother's inside being murdered when her husband was nowhere near her. Again, I can understand a level of fear if your abuser is a couple of feet away from you. And I can understand a level of fear at various ongoing points in time, but as to why she was unable or unwilling to overcome that fear and get help, whether again it be the night before when he said that he was going to murder her mother and get money for them, or when she was standing outside waiting. Again, she had the ability to gather her children and to get out of the house. I don't know if they were in a remote area, but I'm just a little bit perplexed by the lack of help-seeking behaviors as pertains to her mother. It's very confounding, and, and I don't quite understand it, You know, especially Me my neither. mother's in the home. You know, yep, yeah, correct. So I'm glad that I'm not the only one having these feelings. And I, I certainly don't want to victim blame because she is a victim, but we don't we don't know all of the facts. We do know as the police officers from the, the affidavit in this case, as they tried to speak to William's wife, the, the daughter of Lourdes, the victim in this case, that he became violent with the police officers which is always stunning to me when people do that because police usually show up, they've got the uniform on, they've got the gun, they've got the taser, they've got the flashlight, whatever. And usually they take a pretty, you know, a stance that's pretty intimidating or can be used to convey authority, a sense of authority. What does that tell you? Well, as you said, thank you for pointing out, of course, Lourdes is the ultimate victim here. She is the person who was murdered and who lost her life in such a horrific way. As for the perpetrator's behavior towards the police, um, you know, certainly it can suggest a grandiosity, right? That on some level he felt that he didn't even need to submit to the authorities in that particular situation, whether he really believed he was actually going to escape or whether he just wanted to be able to make it as difficult and, and assert his own power as much as he could. It can also be a way of just acting out a level of anger and frustration of, you know, realizing, of course, this plan wasn't going to work and now I'm going to be taken away and put in jail, just feeling angry and acting out upon the people who are doing that to him. Obviously, we know he has a propensity and a capacity for violence. So on a certain level, I'm I'm actually not that surprised to see that he would act out in that way. Well, William Gautier is in the York County prison. Uh, he is charged with murder and other crimes. 
we will be keeping an eye on this because I think there are still a lot of questions to be answered. It's incredibly disturbing. And uh, Lourdes Ramos Baez, the victim in this case, died a horrific death. It's absolutely, absolutely disturbing. And we will continue to follow the case. Dr. Chloe Carmichael, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Thanks for, for having me. And that's it for this edition of Law & Crime Sidebar Podcast. You can listen to and download Sidebar on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always watch it on Law & Crime's YouTube channel. I'm Anjanette Levy, and we will see you next time.